Good morning, all. How are we this morning? Good morning, Russell. Good morning, everyone. Morning, Russell. Good morning, everyone. Morning, Russell. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, Father. Good morning, Jesus. Good morning, Holy Spirit. We love you, Lord. We thank you that you call us here by name, each one. You draw us in. We don't come of our own accord. And I thank you, Father, for the joy in our heart, the peace that we feel, the love that we experience when we are with you, our Daddy. We thank you, Lord, for your mercy, for your grace, for your love. We cannot thank you enough for all the testimonies, the beautiful healings that have taken place yesterday. But there are many more that are still on their way in process. We thank you, Father, for all the signs and the wonders that you work among your people. We thank you for the powerful teaching, the revelation that you have shown us and given us yesterday. Your kingdom ways, your principles of warfare to stand up in abundance and resist the enemy that he might flee from us. To walk with you in the spirit and not fulfill any of those weaknesses that he might take advantage of. We thank you, Father, that we are here again with you this morning. We thank you, Lord, that you give us personal attention. Listen to each one of us. All our baggages, our cares, our concerns, our worries of this life that we bring to you. You patiently listen, no matter how small, how trivial it seems. Yet, you listen to each of us individually and you are ever willing to pour your spirit into all those that ask. Father, we ask for that pouring of your spirit this morning. Pouring of your peace and pouring of your joy. So that for that joy that is set before us, the joy of salvation, the joy of liberation, the joy of your people seeing your face, Father. That joy that you give us for that joy that you set before us, any kind of persecution that comes our way cannot deter. Just like Jesus, for the joy of our salvation that was set before him, he endured patiently. Pain, suffering, humiliation, and, and all kinds of attacks on him. To weaken him, to break him in the flesh. But all that he looked upon us was with his eyes of mercy, with his eyes of love. For he knew what he was achieving for us. We make that decision today, Lord. That decision to maintain our joy, that joy that he gives us, that joy that is set before us. When our purpose is revealed to us, your plans for us to prosper us and give us that expected end, plans to live and walk in your kingdom and not come in harm's way, your plans for us to walk by the Spirit and with the Spirit the Holy Spirit. Do not fulfill 
any of the desires that are born out of sin. We share your peace and that joy, Lord, with everyone that is part of this meeting, with everyone that is part of this praying family called by your name, the Holy Spirit Brisbane Prayer Group. We share your peace and joy with all those for whom prayers have been requested on this group and all those that have no one to pray for them, all those that do not know how to pray, all those that are called Christians and yet have never known you personally. They have always only known you as a God hanging by a crucifix on the wall. We share your peace and joy and ask for that encounter with them, Lord. As also with all those that continue to live in darkness, under false knowledge, under false doctrines, under false religiousness, under false religions, under all kinds of false knowledge that keeps your glory, your Shekinah hidden from them. That keeps them in darkness. Let every such veil before their eyes of lies and falsehood be torn apart. Let every mountain, every obstacle of laziness, of sleep, of slumber in the spirit as well, Lord. Anything that keeps them from seeing you and knowing you, let that mountain be cut down. Let every gate that is shut preventing them from coming to you be broken down. Let your presence, your glory be revealed to your children. That they are able to know you, make that conscious decision to turn back to you. To give their heart to you, to call on your name. That they are quickened in their spirit. And that transformation that then occurs, Lord. The joy that comes out of it, let that joy be made full in each of those brothers and sisters that you have sent as destiny helpers in their lives to carry your gospel to them. And as we begin our prayer, Father, we call on your name. <clears throat> The name of our God, the name of our maker, our creator. The one who is high and lofty and inhabits eternity. He is the lifter of men. The one who is ever faithful and will never leave us. He has carved us on the palm of his hand. And yet though our earthly mother and father forget, he will never forget us. Never forget us. He's ever willing to forgive. His eyes are full of mercy and grace towards us. And when he says he knows the thoughts that he thinks towards us, this is what we should expect. The thoughts of a father who would not give us a stone when we ask for bread. No matter how naughty we are, no matter how much we chose to turn away from him. The father who will not give us a snake or a scorpion when we ask for an egg. 
the Elohim Adonai, the Lord of Lords. The one who makes the parched land of our life a pool of water and the thirsty land springs of water. One who teaches us to profit through his word. Who leads us by the way we should go. The one whose hand is not short to redeem his children. And we pray in the name of Jesus. The name of the word himself. The spoken word of the Father. Through whom all creation was brought into existence. The one who holds the key of David. That every door that he opens for us. Remains open and no one can shut. And every door that he shuts no one can open. One who has blessed us with every utterance. Through this word. The sheep gate, the bridge to the father. The way, the truth and the life. The Lord who heals. He is our wisdom, our righteousness. Our sanctification and our redemption. And we pray in the name of his spirit through whom all this is made possible. The scepter of this king of kings. The symbol of his power. The one who hovers over every situation that is void and dark. And then gives it shape. Recreates it. The spirit of resurrection who raises us from that darkness of death to life and to light. He is the father of light, the father of spirits, the spirit of the living God, that spirit of victory who gives life to our mortal body. The same spirit who raised Jesus from the dead and now living in us, made his tabernacle in us, in our bodies. Father, we can only comprehend the kind of power that now lives in us. Your presence. Your Shekinah. We thank you, Lord, for the gift of life, for the gift of your word, and for revealing yourself to us, though in tiny bites as much as we can digest only. But the more you reveal yourself to us, the more you become real. The more you, we know you, the more we understand your ways, the more we understand your nature, we are able to take it on. We are able to build ourselves through your grace into the image and likeness of Jesus. The template of the ideal Adam that you set for us, the Adam who walks in abundance, walks in the spirit with you in the shade of the trees, the Adam for whom your plan was one of dominion. Help us become that second Adam. To learn from the mistakes of our first Adam. From the mistakes of our lives that we have lived in. To rise above everything that pulls us back. To see through the plans of the enemy. And be prepared through our obedience to you and the spirit of boldness that you put into our hearts to punish every disobedience on their part. We thank you, Father.
for the gift of prayer, for the gift of the mysteries in your word that you reveal only to those that come to you like children in faith, open in our hearts to receive your grace, your anointing. We thank you, Father, for the gift of angels and destiny help us. We thank you, Lord, for the gift of your prophets, your teachers, your servants, through whom you speak to us, through whom you reveal your mysteries to us. We thank you, Father, for everything in nature around us that you have given us to behold and to utilize for our benefit, for our lives. To give you glory, to give you honor, to give you praise and thanks for all the good things that have turned out in our life in this last week. For all the love that you have shown us, for all the favor that has poured out into our lives, coming from man, but knowing that its source lies in you. We thank you, Father, for all the times we have fallen short and yet you never turn us away. You are ever willing to show your mercy, to convict but never to condemn. You said there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. You are ever willing to extend your hand, O Holy Spirit, to raise us up, to show us the changes that we must make and pour your graces into us so that every area of change where we fall short, it is your grace that makes us whole. We thank you, Father. This morning, we shall reflect on kingdom life and take the parable of the prodigal son. When we pray the Lord's Prayer, we pray for his kingdom to come. And how will this come? By his will being done in earth. It is in our life in the flesh made of earth. As it is in heaven, in the spirit realm. That is where our spirit resides. And today I want to reflect on the comparison of those two lives as seen in the parable of the prodigal son. Kingdom life versus the earthly life. And just last night we have received a powerful teaching on spiritual or soulish. What is our inclination? Let's look at the implications and what this story is trying to tell us here. The kingdom of God is seen in the life of the prodigal son at home. He has everything that he wanted. There is no shortcomings. There is nothing that he has found wanting. All provided by his father. This was the case with Adam as well. When God created him, abundance and dominion was his. God gave him the freedom to choose. And that's my first note today. We are all given the freedom to choose as well. To choose to be spiritual or to be soulish. And you can only make that choice when you have the right knowledge. Knowledge of the word the double-edged sword that penetrates 
to divide between spirit and soul that gives us the discernment required. And so was it for the prodigal son and he chose to take his share of inheritance given by the father and go away. He chose to move out of the protection and abundance of his father, out of the kingdom, out of the father's influence to a place far off. Doesn't that sound like us when we choose sinful life over the ways of God? And many of us didn't even recognize it when we made those mistakes, that we were going the wrong way. Everything seemed beautiful and colorful. Far from his influence, throwing caution to the wind, did this sun go away. But look how quickly he was reduced to an empty pocket. And that's my second note. The wages of sin is death. Life in sin has a downward curve. Life in the kingdom has an upward curve. And death comes not after we die physically, but when we live in the form of running out of resources in our lives. Being cornered singled out on the verge of being wasted. That's the consequence of choosing poorly outside the influence and ways of the father. Adam spent his inheritance in exchange for the fruit. We have done the same and sold our inheritance to the devil. It took Jesus' coming down from heaven to pay that price. Else we would have continued to live in slavery like the prodigal son had to. What did he do to survive? He hired himself out to be to a man, to one who owned pigs and had to feed them even though he didn't like it because he didn't have an option. Now, pigs were considered unclean and unholy by the Jews. Who is such a one that owns unholy beings? The son became a slave to the devil and had to feed the unholy he hated. Praise God. What unholy things are you feeding today that even though you hate them, you can't get rid of them? It is time we took a look at our own lives. What am I feeding? Which pigs am I feeding? Anxiety? Depression? Addiction maybe? What other forms of compulsion are you feeding today? Poverty? Joblessness? Busyness? That is life outside the kingdom. Steal, kill, and destroy is what 
drives that kind of life. That is what the enemy seeks to, to infuse into our lives, to steal from us everything that we brought from the Father. To kill and to destroy. All you are left with is then to feed those pigs until we are done. And the kingdom is a kingdom of light. So outside there is only darkness. But let's move on at what happens next. He thinks one day of his father's house. The happy servants who had better lives than he currently had. And he decided he would go back to the father and repent for his mistake. Even today, until that revelation has dawned on us, we don't seek Jesus. We only seek God when we are spent and have left nothing between us and shame. It's only then that we call on his name. And this is the testimony of many of us, including myself. And that brings me to the third note. We are given the choice to repent to. He does not take that option away from us, even though we break his heart 70 times 7. He does not take it away when we gravely sin against him. Instead, he leaves the door open for us to enter the house. When we go back in repentance, what are we telling him? There's nothing besides tears and shame to offer. I'm sure we feel like that prodigal son that say, Father, I'm not worthy to be called a son. Treat me as the lowest of your servants, a hired hand on your farm. For that job would be much better than feeding the pigs. But he is still the father, unchangeable in his ways. He welcomes the son and puts on the finest robe on him. What are these robes? Let's look at what Isaiah 61 verse 10 says. It says, I will delight in the Lord for he has clothed me with garments of salvation and arrayed me in a robe of his righteousness. That's what the father does to us when we repent and come back to him. Renouncing our wasteful life. The garment of salvation and the robe of righteousness. He is ever willing to give these to us. Just like the prodigal son, we didn't earn it. We squandered away everything that we had. But he gave it and continues to give it to us out of his love. That's the love God has for each one of us. The same robe he's willing to give the first and the last among us. He makes no difference. What else? He put a ring on the son's finger. What does that ring mean? In those days, it meant it was backed by the authority of the family name. A ring, a symbol of authority of the father is the name of Jesus and his authority that we are given. He said in Luke 10, 19, I have given you power. 
and that power is backed by the Holy Spirit. Now, why all this? Just as the Father says, for this son of mine was dead, lost, slave to sin, with no hope of coming back, living in darkness. And now is alive again, reconnected with kingdom ways, has given his heart to Christ. He was lost and has now been found. That's the story of my life too. And the testimony of so many of us that are saved today. It is up to us to choose between kingdom life and between life outside the kingdom. He has clearly demarcated and demonstrated what these two lives look like in this parable. He gives us the choice. But at the same time leaves the door open as well. Should we go down the wrong path and then change our mind? For many of us are limited in our understanding. We continue to choose poorly through our soulish ways, through the flesh. But the father is unchangeable. His love for his children is unchangeable. So when Romans 8 verse 1 says, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ. That is what it really means. We can rise above our guilt, above our weakness of feeling unwanted. To walk towards him, make that decision. We must make that decision today for those that haven't yet made it. Go to the father and say to him, I am sorry, I come back home. Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray for our discernment, for wisdom, for understanding, for all those whose eyes you will open this day, for all those whom you will quicken in their spirits and call them by name to you this day. We thank you, Lord, for all the salvations. We pray for that edification in our spirits, that as we walk out of, in our personal lives, we are able to carry our understanding of your kingdom and the message in your gospel to every brother, to every sister out there that is still faced with this dilemma of choosing between the right life for them. To everyone that is still on the wrong side. To everyone that is still in darkness and do not know you. Help us, Father, to be that light carry that light, the light that you have lit and set up on the lampstand, the light on a hill that shows the way. Help us be the instruments of your salvation that you freely give to each one of us. We pray for that edification in our spirit, Father. We also pray for our physical and temporal needs those of our families, our friends. And every request that has been mentioned on this prayer group, especially all those that are battling sickness and disease, all those that are hospitalized that will undergo surgeries this day, 
We pray in a special way and lift up all those families that are on the verge of crumbling and breaking down. Merely from misunderstandings, from ego and pride coming in the way of the love that you have set as the basis, the joining force for this family, your presence. We pray for all those that are battling all kinds of strongholds in their lives that continue to feed the pigs and do not know why it is so. For all those that are battling poverty, busyness and prayerlessness, the three ways that Satan uses to keep them in a state of defeat. When they are in that state, they are powerless. Every Christian that does not pray is powerless. The power of God cannot move in their lives when they do not carry your spirit, Father. We ask for that awakening, for that revival in your church and among your people. In a special way, we pray for all our friends and our families that are not yet saved, that have not yet given their heart to Jesus, that have not yet opened themselves to receive his spirit, the seat of power. Power to resist the devil that he might flee from you. Power to stand in the authority of the name of Jesus, that we might not beg, but we might command situations and they shall obey. We might command spirits and they shall obey. We pray in a special way for our own personal needs and those of our families as well. We now connect with you in our spirit, Father. Praying in the gift that you have given us, the gift of tongues. Knowing that when we release our faith and when we make this our prayer of agreement with you, if there is no one to pray with us, we make it our prayer of agreement with you, knowing that you make intercession for and on our behalf. That prayer of agreement with the way maker, miracle worker himself, the only one that is authorized to read and search the archives of the mind of the Father to bring the answers, the solution to us. When he prays with us, the executor of the will of the Father prays with us. That prayer is an answered prayer. We thank you, Lord, that you have listened to us. We join our spirit with yours as one spirit. As we make this a prayer, release our faith. And we come with the expectation, Lord, that that which we have prayed for, we shall behold with our eyes. Thank you, Jesus. I encourage everyone that can pray in tongues to please unmute and join in. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Sada <laughs> 
Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord, that you are ever merciful, that you do not turn your eyes from us, that you do not turn us away, but are ever willing to welcome us out of your mercy and pour your grace into our lives. Thank you, Father. The vision that I was given this morning was a vision of the earth. The earth was dead. The earth was black. And people were cowering, but they were, they were dead. And the Lord was telling me this is the sin and the grossness and the evil of the earth. And then he showed me this waterfall from heaven. And this waterfall was not like we know a waterfall. This waterfall was a waterfall of the Holy Spirit. 
it was glistening, it was alive, and it was all this waterfall of grace coming upon the earth. And the Lord said, I come to renew the earth. The scripture I was given is Ephesians 2, 1 to 7. And you he made alive when you were dead through the trespasses and sins in which you once walked, following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience. Among these we all once lived in the passions of our flesh, following the desires of the body and mind. And so we were by nature children of wrath like the rest of mankind. But God, who is rich in mercy, out of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead through our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved and raised us up with him and made us sit with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that in the coming ages he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace in kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus, for this powerful revelation. We also have a scripture that has been shared in the chat. This is from 1 John 3, verses 23 and 24, where it is written, And this is his commandment, that we should believe on the name of his son, Jesus Christ, and love one another as he gave us commandment. And he that keeps his commandments dwells in him and he in him and hereby we know that he abides in us by the spirit which he has given us amen thank you jesus amen thank you jesus the scriptures that have been led to in today's reflection, in fact, there are two scriptures. One is Luke 15, uh, verse 7. I tell you in the same way, there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous people who have no need of repentance. And the other verse that came to my mind was again from Luke chapter 9, verse 62. But Jesus told him, anyone who puts a hand to the plow and then looks back in it, is not fit for the kingdom of God. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. This scripture that was put on my heart today is from John 10 7 to 10 so Jesus said again I'm telling you the truth I am the gate for the sheep 
all others who came before me are thieves and robbers but the sheep did not listen to them i am the gate those who come in by me will be saved they will come in and go out and find pasture the thief comes only in order to steal kill and destroy i have come in order that you might have life life in all its fullness amen thank you jesus amen thank you jesus amen thank you jesus Father, we thank you for your grace over our lives. Help us to not take it for granted, but to use that grace to seek first your kingdom in your ways, in your will, knowing that everything that is connected with that kingdom life shall then be added unto us. And even all those things that we seek, Father, let it be things of the Spirit. things of the kingdom kind of life not the carnal kind of life and let the mercy and the grace and the peace of our lord jesus christ and his favor that comes out of his jealous love for each of us individually that chases us and overtakes us let that be multiplied in each of our lives this day so that as we are blessed let us in turn be a blessing to everyone around us in the name of Jesus and for his glory be blessed and have a wonderful weekend everyone thank you rasul thank you everyone thank you thank you everyone